0: Now, during my sabbatical, I kept abreast of available jobs in search of viable opportunities. You got to do that now, because freedom ain't free. I ain't free yet. My former employer told me about one. Gave me a head start on applying for it. And you need that kind of advocacy sometimes. <laughs> you need it all the time. I applied. I got the first interview. It's key. And I was offered the position largely because I got that first interview, made an impression. I was offered a salary, though, that was roughly two-thirds of what I had requested before scheduling the interview. Now, in my mind, why would we schedule an interview if I'm asking for that much more than the job paid? I gave you a way to write me out of that situation. Now, this riddle gave me the leverage to convert the assignment into a contract. I figured they really wanted me. They might have even needed me. So, we agreed that I would work in the office for three days each week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then work from home for two days, Monday and Friday. I also asked to be considered for any other consulting assignments that might arise. Now, it took two weeks to figure out. I just made the deal of the century, right? but I chose the wrong client. Work with me. I first learned that the job description for my rather technical assignment had been written by a consultant. Now this simply meant that there was nobody in that office who understood much about the project that I was hired to manage. Now my problem solving skills had again led me into an unstable situation the very kind that breeds poor adult relationships. Man, I had resolved to limit my exposure to these situations, but here I was again. Now, I needed to persevere with this one, though, because I had to buy some more time by rebuilding our cash reserves. Now, I needed to be wary because I was again facing a well-known threat. Project success and failure could both work against me, man. See, if I did a great job, might make my boss insecure. I've seen that happen before. If I did a poor job, might get my boss into trouble. Then I lose either way. So here's my coping strategy: I was gonna become the hardest working, most efficient, kindest, and quietest consultant that office had ever seen for the required three days. Then I would be me and pursue my projects on the two days I work from home. This worked well until it didn't. Now I was able to continue working towards my personal goals. I was able to make and save a lot of money. My contract got extended to four months, then to 12 months, then they gave me another 12 months four-day weekends, every weekend, and stable cash flow that let me and your mama have a lot of fun. That's when we went on our second honeymoon to Maui, and then we attended your uncle's wedding in the Turks and Caicos the next year. Then, not so coincidentally, we started having required staff meetings on the days that I worked from home. I started to get these routine emergency calls for assistance on the days that I work from home. I got asked to take notes during our group meeting because of my keen attention to detail. (laughs) It's it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. I was given bags of my favorite candy. Skittles for the record, for staying at work late to brief staff members for their presentations. Then in January 2013, it's the same month we learned that you were coming, I was given a large window office right next door to the CEO. Trust me now, this is not a reward. It looked like a reward to all the senior co-workers who coveted the office. Now the CEO was also a computer hobbyist that supported each staff member's computer. Big mistake. He learned of my discretion, the ability to hold my water, from stories that I shared about my early days as an engineer when I used to work on national defense projects. He figured it's probably better to have me sharing his office wall than anybody else. Now he also figured that I wouldn't mind sharing my office with a huge rolling cart of 25 brand new MacBook Pros that had been awarded through a grant. Now he also figured that this was a slick way to relegate me to becoming the staff's computer support to free him of that burden. Well played, player. But game recognizes game. This all appeared to be carefully planned and smoothly delivered. Now he knew just what to say to get me to swing. He's partially right, but he was dead wrong. So I accepted the office, which means I accepted my roommate, that big rolling computer cart and the de facto computer support responsibilities. Now I got another job then I made the situation work for me. See, I knew that office would help me be a lot more productive, especially about what I wanted to do. Having my own space would work a whole lot better than being the spook sitting next to the copier in the midst of the break room, right next to the postage meter and the water cooler in an open cube. Distraction, distraction, distraction. Hey, if I'm in an office, I can work on multiple computers. May I have all the old computers in here? I can make something work with all of them. I could talk on the phone privately. I could have meetings, closed door meetings. I could have morning quiet time and enjoy my oatmeal before the others arrive. So I asked the big boss man, and received a large LCD monitor. And I asked for and received the three used staff laptops that would be made obsolete by the new MacBook Pros. I asked for and received permission to buy four plain wooden crates that I could use as a bookcase. I asked for and received permission to hire, manage and mentor five Interns, shout out to Janelle McLeod-Adams. I asked for and received permission to source and buy our office technology from places like eBay, Amazon. Now all these benefits outweighed the annoyance of those frequent microaggressive comments from coworkers about my reward, that coveted reward. These benefits outweighed the annoyance of increasingly microaggressive behavior from my boss. Now, I absorbed all of that. Remember, I'm just being quiet and kind, doing my job. Ain't got nothing to say to nobody. And then one day at church, this was in March 2013, music was so loud during praise and worship, I felt my heart start to beat out of rhythm, which is a very scary thing. I told my wife what was going on and then we both went outside to catch some air. Now, she told me at that point I became unresponsive. I thought I heard everything she was saying. So we rushed to the hospital and they observed my heart and my blood sugar levels for 24 hours before they released me. I passed a stress test, as a matter of fact I got the highest grade ever on a stress test for whatever that's worth, and the doctors scoffed at Diagnoses like heart attack, diabetes, high blood pressure, etc. because I wasn't fat Now what I know though is I had had a heart attack at the age of 43 That's a wake-up call Now I passed the stress test because no stress sources were present during said tests. Conduct this test at the office that I went to for those three days a week My body rejected my quiet suppression of my subtle oppression. Yeah, man, nah, this ain't going to work. Quite a wake-up call regarding my priorities, health, stress level, and the type of job that I would take. Because I'm about to become a first-time father at the age of 43. This made every moment matter to me. It made the time spent enduring chaos and suppressing frustration, that's a waste of time, man. That is an absolute waste of time. That a new reason to woosah and keep my calm, man, at all costs. And we're talking real calm here, not just staying quiet and wanting to explode. No, you got to find some real calm. So... It's time for me to plan a very careful exit. Gotta get out of here, buddy. First step in that exit plan was to make sure that my office contents would fit in the four wooden crates I used as a bookcase. Oh, I realize I'm a little savage. I do. I taught our best intern how to do my job, and then I turned her job into a graduate assistantship that supported her through graduate school. I didn't want to leave my folks in a lurch. I didn't want to leave that intern in a lurch. Now, I then asked to be assigned the cloning and management of the MacBook Pros as a consulting project. Got the project, negotiated a fee, that made it worth my while by letting the other party win. I asked for this. I would take this. They said, I'll give you this. I said, okay. Shout out to the Santee Flea Market. That's where I learned how to negotiate. I was able to hire my friend to help me execute the project because I was still a little wobbly from the heart attack. Shout out, Kurt Simmons. I asked to be assigned a documentary film project about a local high performing charter school. Shout out to the Lake Oconee Academy. In addition to the large consulting fee, this would allow me to visit the school and connect with its CEO. Shout out to Dr. Otho Tucker. Now this might provide a chance to identify my next opportunity. Now it didn't, but it could have. You gotta avail yourself of all opportunities, man. I created a free initiative to bring big data analytics to schools by coaching their analyst teams. Shout out to the Heritage Preparatory Academy. I visited schools to train CEOs, superintendents, and talented faculty and staff members started publishing an electronic newsletter by using analytics to improve student achievement. Then we encountered more turbulence, right? Our boss, the CEO, and my boss decided unilaterally that all consultants need to be brought in the house to become full-time employees at their current salary.
1: There's no way I
0: can say no to this, right? Because we're about to have a baby. I declined the invitation, gave notice that I'd be leaving at the end of my current contract, which would expire in September 2013, knowing that you would be born in October 2013. Now, your mother and I had already decided that I'd be leaving and that I would be at home with you. That would be the safest place for me. Now that invitation made it easy to announce my departure. Why don't we give you a job making the same salary that you're making now and lock you in full time so we can continue to treat you like we're treating you? That's all right, man, that's all right. Now my boss's microaggressions reached a fever pitch, man, after I gave notice of my exit and I realized I wasn't going to make it until September. Oh no. Now, my final assignment was to produce a document detailing my 24 months of project management and development and to deliver it within 48 hours so they could use it to train the next person in save face because nobody could articulate anything that I did. <laughs> now, this prompted me to visit the CEO to discuss my boss's behavior. Now, I know to pick my battles. I know that our CEO dotes, that is, is rather affectionate towards my boss. I know this. I know this. But I still need to speak my piece and then find some things out. So got what I was looking for. The CEO confided, hey, your boss just doesn't understand your work and needs to be able to give my replacement A proper orientation. Might be some other ways we could have gotten to that, but this is what we have. And that was the most oversimplified understatement I will ever hear. That my boss didn't understand my work and just wanted to train my replacement. The word just. That's a loaded word. I'm just playing. Watch out for that. I don't digress. Watch out for just. It's used to justify, sometimes used to justify, tomfoolery and chicanery. I know it's time for Daddy to go home. My departure is imminent. So I get to work early, like I do. Went ahead and packed those crates, cleared the office, put it all in my car, archived my email, make a note of that and asked for a meeting with the CEO and my boss. And I explained to my boss in front of her boss that our adult relationship was deteriorating because it was a poor one and that I had chosen to end it effective immediately. I would submit my final assignment at I agreed upon deadline and we would then go our separate ways. How dare you tell me how you're going to determine your own destiny employee of mine not your employee I'm also no longer your consultant my boss became upset to the point where the CEO excused me from his office as if I had done something to her peace to both of you and I mean that now the CEO who is Now the de facto computer support specialist again disconnected my email before I got to my car. And you know how I know. I checked because I figured he would do that. That's why I backed it up. Now the CEO did pay the balance of my contract, though, when I delivered my final assignment, which had been completed before we had that meeting. I just decided to wait a while before I sent it. You would be born in eight short weeks. And to quote your dear Auntie Tessa, all right, Dad to be, what's next?